You're listening to the Daily Mishnah Podcast with Benedict. We're on the boundary of the second and the third chapters of Moed Katan. And I just wanted to help help us to understand that boundary by going off and taking another look at uh, some remarks from the Talmud and actually from Rashi that we looked at when we introduced the Masechet, when we began the tractate. Because these introductory remarks actually set the framework for the whole tractate. And as we're getting right into the middle of it, it might be useful just to go back and refresh our memories. And we said that unlike, for example, Psachem uh, or Shkalem, or for that matter, Shabbat and Eruvim, where we have clear psukim from the Torah that essentially articulate how the arc of the halakha will uh, will develop. In terms of Moed Katan, in terms of the intermediate days of the festival, we don't have these clear psukim from the Torah. But the rabbis learn the rabbis learn from the description of Pesach in um in Devarim, Sheishet Yamim Tochal Matzot Uvayom Hashvi Yatzeret Tielachem. You eat, you shall eat Matzot for six days, but the seventh shall be, the seventh shall be an Atzeret, shall be a holiday. And the Gemara learns out there, Ma Shvi Yatzur Bechol Malacha Af Sheishet Yamim Atzurin Bechol Malacha. Just as the seventh day is all work is forbidden. So work is forbidden on the other six days, on the six days when we don't eat matzot. And the rabbis will automatically interpret from Pesach to Sukkot. So in other words, the six days in some way are like the seventh day, but they're not completely like it. The Talmud asks, just as work, just as all work, is stopped on the seventh day, is all work stopped on the sixth day? And the Gemara comes straight back and says, no, it doesn't work like that. Um, the, the text says, the text says, Uvayom hashvi atzeret. there's an atzeret, there's a holiday on the seventh day. So the seventh day specifically is a holiday. Ve'en shishat, so we know all work's forbidden on the seventh, but therefore not all work is forbidden on the other sixth. And so the question as to what work we can or can't do on the other sixth, according to the Talmud, is handed over to the Chachamim. And Rashi actually comments there, on Cholamoed, they will tell you, that is the Chachamim, they'll tell you what works forbidden. And what will they tell you? They'll tell you, Davar She Eino Avud, or Eino Oved, work that doesn't carry loss. Work that doesn't carry loss is forbidden because it's work that we can do at other times. But, muteret, what kind of work is permitted? Davar Ha Avud, the work that does carry loss. So if there's work that, if you like, if, if there's work that allows us to avoid a loss, a financial loss particularly, 
and certainly work that we require that's time critical because we require it for the festival. We're going to permit that work on Cholamoed. And that's how this Mishnah evolves. So we're going to go back to the second chapter. We're at the fourth Mishnah. We don't purchase houses or slaves or cattle unless for the need of the festival, because we can purchase those after the festival. Or or maybe for the purpose of the seller, if he doesn't have enough to eat. So people need to eat on the festival. So if someone needs to raise funds by selling his house or his slave or his cattle, then we can help him out. And similarly, we don't move stuff from one house to another, but we move stuff around within our courtyard. And maybe there's an issue here about domestic moving and professional moving. We wouldn't want to give the impression that we're kind of commercially moving stuff. But for the purpose of the festival, we're always going to be moving stuff from the house to the courtyard, and we'll carry on doing this. We're not going to bring vessels back from the house of the craftsman. So maybe we bought new vessels, or maybe we brought vessels to a craftsman to mend. And we don't want to bring them back because people might think, that he's working during the festival. And the Gemara will explain, by the way, if we need them for the festival, we can, we can, we can, um, we can bring them back. And then going back to the question of financial loss, if one's anxious about them, we take them to another courtyard. So in other words, we can move stuff around if there's a question of loss, but we don't just move stuff around in Hebrew, you'd say stam kacha, just for the sake of it. And then along the same lines, mechapinita ketziot bakash. If we've got um, ketziot, our figs, which are going to be made into fig cakes, we're going to, we can cover them with straw. We seem to be anxious here about rain, that the figs will get ruined by rain during the moed. And then we may not be able to recover them afterwards. So we're going to cover them with straw. Rabbi Yudah Omer, af ma'abin. Rabbi Yudah says, well, we can even pile them up in heaps, nice, neat heaps, so that the top ones will kind of cover the bottom ones. We Maybe we cover the whole heap in straw. Mochrei ferot, ksut vechenim, mochrim beats butzin a l'tzorech hamoed. If you're a seller of produce or clothing or vessels, we sell, the translation here is privately. I haven't had time to edit the safaria today, but tzina means really discreetly as well as privately. Mochrim b'tzina. We sell discreetly. L'tzorech ha'moed. We sell discreetly for the requirements of the festival. We wouldn't sell for purposes related to after the festival because all the work we're doing at the moment is for the festival. Hatsayadin, veadashoshot, veagorasot, osin betzin at l'tzorech ha-moed. People who trap, that is trapping, you know, animals and birds. Um, ha, the dashashot, the dashoshot are people who are milling, um, who are kind of milling grist. 
Veagarosot, that's another kind of grist, I think. These are all people who are preparing food, which people are going to eat, so they can engage in their work discreetly, for the purpose of the festival. And then, and this is the last remark of the chapter, and we've always seen, by the way, that the last sentence in the chapter can be very significant. So the last remark in the second chapter, Rabbi Yossi Omer, Heim Hechmiru al Atzmam. Rabbi Yossi says they were strict on themselves. And the Gemara explains that this relates, I think, to trappers in Akko and grinders in Tiberias, or maybe the other way around. But this relates to some tradesmen who were strict on themselves and really refrained completely from trading during the Moed. And there seems to be an idea. We know that there's a fuzzy boundary between what you can do and what you can't do on Chola Moed. But the close of the second chapter seems to be saying, you know, if you can err on the side of caution, that's, you know, that's a good thing to do. To be a little bit machmir, to be a, bit, a little bit strict is a good thing to do. And and actually, you know, the word sin'ah, discreet, the, the idea that people are selling discreetly for the f- requirements of the festival gives you some idea as to the fact that although in theory commerce on Cholamoed is permitted, it's it's something that we don't we, we, we don't make a, we don't shout about it, we don't we, we, we don't take adv- we don't take advantage of that permission. What about personal care? The third chapter begins. These people can shave during the festival. And then there's a whole list of exceptions. Someone who comes from overseas. Someone who's coming out of prison. Someone who's, sorry. Someone who's released from captivity. And, and someone who swore that he wouldn't shave, but the sages allowed him. Sorry, someone who's been excommunicated, whom the sages have released. And similarly, someone who asked a sage to be released from a vow and was released. And a leper who emerged from his state of impurity to his state of purification. And what's going on here? It seems that, first of all, shaving is not work on Cholamoed. There's no suggestion here that shaving is work on Cholamoed. But there seems to be an idea, or at least this is the way the Gemara interprets this Mishnah, that we need to prepare for Cholamoed. And we've seen in the previous Mishnayot, it's for, you can't arrange your work so that it falls on Cholamwed. If there's an urgent need to carry out work on Cholamwed, we're permitted to carry it out. But you wouldn't begin by arranging it that way. And the sages seem to be saying, you know, you shouldn't arrange for personal care. You, you, you shouldn't delay personal care. If you need a shave, gosh, get it done before the festival. Don't think, gosh, I can get it done after the festival. I can get it done during Cholamoed. Because really, when we're preparing for the festival, we need to be fully prepared, even in terms of personal care, before the festival. And sure enough, there is this list of exceptions, classic list of exceptions coming from abroad, coming out of captivity, coming out of prison, 
But those are exceptions. And in general, we want to prepare for the festival before the festival begins. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Daily Mishnah Podcast with Benedict. Benedict.